Going to college is a journey that opens doors to a world of opportunities and personal growth. It's a time when young individuals embark on a path of higher education, honing their skills, and expanding their horizons. The expectation of life after graduation is one filled with promise and potential. Graduates anticipate entering the workforce armed with knowledge and qualifications that will enable them to pursue their passions, contribute to society, and build a fulfilling career. College are to equip students with not only academic knowledge, but also essential life skills, expanding their perspective and fostering a sense of independence. The post-graduation phase promises a chance to put all this learning into action and set up a path towards a brighter future. For me and many college graduates, the post-graduation period was supposed to hold the promise of a brighter future filled with opportunities and success. However, the reality is that not all graduates find themselves on a smooth path to prosperity. In fact, in some cases, life after college can be marked by uncertainty, underemployment, and financial struggles. This phenomenon where a significant portion of college graduates do not achieve the level of success they anticipated sheds light on the challenge and complexities of the modern job market and the importance of addressing issues related to student debt, changing workforce dynamics, and the need to adapt in the face of adversity. College was an experience that I do not regret experiencing. However, after graduation, I was faced with a lot of questions as to what I am supposed to do in my life pertaining to my career. This was the first moment in my life where I hit rock bottom. I probably went through a depression phase, and it was one of the things in my life I have never shared with my close friends and families. If you are going through this phase in your life and you need comfort or advice as to figuring out life after college, keep listening because you don't want to miss this episode. Yours truly. It is I, your one and only host, Drew Lee, of course. If you listen to the introduction, this episode, I will be talking to you guys, or I'll be sharing with you guys my experience as a college graduate, or or I should say after graduation or post-graduation, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, I just wanted to share you guys my experience um, going to college and uh, what I experienced after I graduated. I've been seeing a lot of, you know, (laughs) TikTok videos of people struggling to work in a workforce after college. Some people are struggling to make it. (laughs) And I been there it's been I think 12 years or 11 years 11 12 years since I've uh, went to school and or I went to college and um, throughout this episode I'll you know share with you guys the good and bad and what I've been through and um, I do have to say life after graduation or college graduation it was one of the major um, downfall in my life the first time that I experienced uh, my lowest. And um, like I mentioned, I haven't shared this part of my life with close friends and family. So if my friends are listening or if my family members are listening, um, 
yeah, this is just another part of what I experienced. And uh, just talking about it is making me emotional already. So, but before I get too emotional or too invested in this episode, um, yeah, like I mentioned, I just seen a lot of TikTok videos and a lot of people struggling after graduating from college. And, you know, I am very thankful and very fortunate to be able to experience college and to, and to actually go to college. I do have to say, um, out of all of my siblings, there's 11 of us, and I'm not trying to brag, <laughs> but um, out of my siblings, I'm the first one in my family, the first generation in my family to go to college and to graduate from college. I have another sister who did go to college, I think because of my influence. <laughs> Influence her to go to college and she did graduate so we are the only two that actually uh, went to college and graduate from college so it's a huge milestone but um you know college wasn't something that I was interested in going and because I had uh, older siblings that didn't go well I, have, I had a brother an older brother that did go but he didn't finish so uh, aside from that my older sisters didn't go and I would think that they would just because growing up in a Asian cultural family, they expect you to, you know, go to college. And when you go to college, they want you to major in finance or become a doctor, become a lawyer and all of that. Like, it just wasn't my interest at all, you know, but um, I do have to say that in high school, I did do Upper Bound. Upper Bound is uh, it's like a program that helps low-income um, students in high school to get their feet out the door when it comes to college. Meaning that after the hours in high school, uh, a bus will come and pick high school up. And depending on what colleges that was offering these services to these students, um, I, like I said, I did this upper bound, upper bound program and that actually helped me to understand college a little bit, understand the different majors that I can go into and kind of have like the college experience. Uh, every summer, um, I was able to experience life in college and um, it was a good experience overall. Um, and I don't know if they still have this offered, but for me, I did it just because I just wanted to be the first one in my family to go to college. <laughs> I know that's like the, the stupidest reason to go to college. But like I said, you know, it, it was a good experience and I am forever grateful to be part of that program to expose me to college. And I was able to live in dorms over the summer. And so I got to experience that, even though I didn't get to experience that during the time I went to college. But I was able to experience that while I was in high school. So uh, that's a good thing right there. Overall, I think also in high school, I did post-secondary as well, too. I took, I took a couple of college classes and I got credit for it because it was classes that was through the University of Minnesota Twin City. And that was the school that I went to and I graduate from. And so... Um, that was a good bonus right there as well. But aside from that, you know, during the time that I was in college, I didn't know what the fuck I was I wanted to major in. At first, I wanted to major in fashion design because I, I love fashion. Designing is very competitive. Anything that deals with art or music is very competitive. Uh, the second major that I wanted to, to uh, major in was, um, I think it was a music theory or music performance or something like that. And I took 
one music class and it was so boring <laughs> it was so boring because they they just teach you like old ancient i don't know like classical music and i just wasn't up for that and so i didn't do that and i basically majored in youth studies and the reason why i majored in youth studies because um i had a lot of experience working with youth in my church youth group and i figured you know i am volunteering my time and i'm very active in my uh, youth group so might as well just majoring in that and a lot of times when i um tell people that this is my major they don't know what it is uh the youth group studies or the youth group major it's very broad um if you let's say if you graduate from that degree the kind of job that you will work in will be in schools you can do case studies and work with individuals youth 101 you can be a coach you could be a counselor just anything that deals with working with youth youth between i don't know like elementary all the way to young adults or in college just anything that pertains to youth and um right after i graduated from college I didn't want to continue on with my education to get a master's degree because I'm so over it. Like, I was so over going to school and I, I just wanted to get my bachelor's degree and get it done and over with and just go and work. Unfortunately, with my major and the career and the job that's uh, available out there in the world at that time, uh, they needed uh, a higher education or they need, or you need uh, a good reference. And unfortunately, I during my time in college, I didn't work in a place where it dealt with uh, youth besides my church. And of course, even though I had a part time job, but that that didn't relate to my my degree or my major at all. So um, finding a job was really tough. And well, before I go there. I do have to say that, you know, a lot of people have a misconception when it comes to um, people graduating. I've heard from many people that, oh, you know, you're supposed to graduate, have a higher paying job. But in my time, it wasn't like that. In order for you to get paid a certain amount based on your degree, you have to know people in that field. You have to have references and you have to have experience. And even though I apply to so many jobs that pertain to case study or case management where I meet one-on-one with the students, it was a lot harder to get hired from that. And, you know, I've applied to so many jobs that pertains to working with youth. And, you know, it just, it just didn't work out for me. And so it got to a point where I... um I think I had a, a, a depression phase and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people out there who graduated. They don't know what the fuck they're supposed to do after graduation. Yeah. You're supposed to work in the, uh, the major that you've been, been going to school for, but what if it doesn't happen the way that you want it? Because like, as, like I mentioned, you don't know anybody who works in that field who can reference you or refer you, or you don't have enough experience or you're underqualified or overqualified. And it's, and it's kind of like, then what the fuck, what's the point of going to college? What people don't teach you or don't, what they don't tell you is that, you know, some people, they, they don't make it after college, you know, and it's sad. And I, I do have to say, I'm one of those people, <laughs> even though I majored in youth studies right now, currently, I'm not working with youth. And um, 
there's there's a reason for that is like I said, I don't have an experience or I just don't know anybody in that field. And maybe because I don't have a master's degree or, or another a major on top of my degree, I don't know. But, you know, it just didn't work for me. You know, and like I said, people assume that every college graduate is supposed to get paid uh, very high. But I'm letting you guys know that's not the case. Depending on what you're majoring in, it can be possible. For the most part, and let's say you just... Uh, majoring in like arts or design or like music um what else like you studies like those jobs like you have to put yourself out there and you have to work extra double triple hard in order to get that type of money or that type of income and um this is uh like i said earlier in this episode i this is where i haven't I haven't shared this side of my my life with close friends and families because, you know, I was still going through it. And, you know, it was just something that there, there's just certain things that you can't tell people until you're ready to tell, basically. And this is just my my moment to, you know, share with you guys what I've been through and just thinking about it. It is very emotional because I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, postgraduates, they feel the same way, like. They feel like, fuck, I've been going to college. College has been telling me this, that I'm supposed to do A, B, C, and D to get to Z. But right after college, we get stuck. You know, it's kind of like, did I just waste four years of going to college? Did I go to the wrong major? It's, it's like, is this how college is supposed to be? You know, there's just so many questions that we had. But um, going to what I was going to talk to you guys about is that you know, I went through uh, what I call my, my depression phase, my first low, lowest of the low in my life. I mean, divorce was like the second, but this was actually my first time feeling like shit and feeling like, what the fuck am I supposed to do in my life? And to a point where, you know, I just didn't feel like doing shit at all. And the reason why this happened is because um, I worked at this. I'm not going to name what company it is, but I pretty much worked with middle schoolers through this program and I was supposed to work during the summer to get hours to get completed of course during the summer you know I wasn't able to go into the meetings and see what it was like to be in that program and working with with kids of course it was my first day there you know I don't know what this program is all about and uh, I was meeting with a person who was, I think he was like a, like a director or the second director of that program or the summer program. And, you know, he, all I knew was that I was supposed to report to him and ask him questions as to what I'm supposed to do as a, a youth worker. I don't, I don't know what my title was, but all I know is that I didn't get a chance to go to two, three meetings beforehand to, you know, learn about the program, what is expected of us youth workers, basically. My first day there, went in there. I just told him that let me just, you know, since this is my first day and I don't know what is expected or, or I don't know how the kids will react or anything like that. I'll just sit and just watch to see how, how it is. And if I feel comfortable being a part or joining, then I will most absolutely 
participate and um you know just join join the the kids and you know just watch over them and participate basically and and of course there was uh other youth workers there as well too and so that's what i did and um right after i got done with that um it was time for lunch and the director of that program um, set me aside, pulled me to the side and told me that, you know, she was coming in and out of the classroom and she saw that I wasn't participating. And I w- it was as if, like, I didn't want to be part of the program. And my thing was this. She came in the time where, yeah, I did sit there and I did watch the kids and watch the other youth workers do what they need to do. And, it, and of course, it was my first time there. So I didn't know what to expect when it comes to being in the room so you could say that I was like a an assistant basically and of course because I didn't get a chance to attend their meeting beforehand um I didn't know what the atmosphere will be like and I was I told that lady that this guy that I was reporting to told me that it's okay to examine the, the room and just see how the other youth worker is is doing. And I told her that I did participate it. You weren't in the room when I was there. And for her to say that, you know, I didn't participate, I didn't wear the right um, shoes because again I was wearing sandals I'm like well what do you expect me to do I don't know what how this place was like I don't know what kind of program this is it's like all, all I was told was that in order for you to get completed hours for this other program um, you need to attend uh, or you need to do some summer program in order to count that as your hours and that was it and like I mentioned because I didn't go to the meeting. I didn't know what they expected of me. Like, I didn't know that they wanted me to wear tennis shoes. I didn't know that they uh, wanted me to wear their t-shirt. I didn't know they want me to like, actively engage in their classroom. It's like, it's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm getting myself into. So let me just, since this is my first day, let me just, you know, sit there and watch how they are doing the things, watch how the other youth workers are doing. That way I have an idea of, okay, so... The next day when I come in, then I'll be more engaging. But that same day, I was still engaging because I was comfortable already. And for her, as um, I don't know what the fuck her her title was. She probably was a director or whatever. But I have to say she was a very shady director, okay? She claimed that I was not active. I refused to wear my shirt. I even didn't wear the correct shoes and it felt a lift like I, I didn't want to come at all. And I'm like, what? And she basically told told me that with this program you're supposed to uh and 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 as a youth worker of this program, you're supposed to fake it till you make it. You guys, I hate that face. Whoever mentioned fake it till you make it, fuck you, because I'm not gonna fake shit. I'm not like I am the realest of the real and people who say fake it till you make it. Well, fuck you. You're you are the fakest fake. And when she said that, I was like, I, I'm not no fake, you know. And first of all, she doesn't understand that this is my first day being exposed to this program, being exposed to what I'm supposed to do as a as a youth worker. So I just told her that, you know, what? you are right. 
yeah, I rather just work with students one on one because I'm so used to working with students one on one. I'm not used to to working in a large group. So you know, maybe I shouldn't be here. But thank you for for letting me know. And then afterwards, I just left home. I cried because it's like who the fuck she thinks she is trying to tell me that I'm the bad bad youth worker and that I shouldn't be doing this kind of job. I'm like. And so what I did was <laughs> I um I think I searched the school district uh directory and tried to figure out who was the um who was the the director above her. I sent him an email, I told him what had happened and I'm pretty sure they're not gonna do shit because that's how it is in most cases where if someone is higher above you and you go to someone who's above let's say your supervisor you have an issue with your supervisor and you go to the next person higher than your supervisor to let them know that yeah your supervisor was treating you like shit chances are 100 percent of the time they're not gonna do shit that's my experience and with that stupid uh director of that um summer program you know she she screwed me over it's, Saying, saying things and claiming that I'm not a good worker, I'm not a good youth worker, and that I, I didn't want to participate. She wasn't there during the time that I participated. I think that class was about uh, arts and theater, and kids were supposed to act a certain way, like, I think like an animal or like a fruit, I don't know. But, you know, I participated because I like it. This is, this is really fun, you know, and I, I helped them clean up the, the room and all that stuff. But during that time when she was there, she was there in like in the beginning of when the class first started and for her to assume that i didn't participate screw her fuck her you know and so i got mad and yeah i sent a letter oh i sent an email to her supervisor or someone above her they say that they're going to um take a look at it and whatnot but um, most likely i'm pretty sure they didn't do shit either too so and i was like you know whatever I, i do what i need to do to you know tell somebody higher or somebody above her to know what happened and then of course um the other program that i was working you know i just didn't feel like continuing with it um they said that once after the first year of school has completed i can either uh, continue to work as a, a caseworker or i can opt out of it and i didn't get back to them on time and so um Unfortunately, uh, the new uh, vice vice principal, or I don't know what you call them. I think it was the vice president. Oh, no, vice, vice principal. You know, they had a new vice principal. And so the, the guy that I was reporting to, he was no longer there. And so they had a new person to take his spot. And I was calling. And because I didn't um, respond to emails that I was uh receiving just because of that issue like it just fucked my mind because again going back to you know graduating from college you would think that you know after college you will have a a good job and then you will be successful and you guys it was a struggle it was it was a struggle finding a job that pertains to my major and working with kids and working in school it's just not for me and so it kind of um threw me off and it just kind of let me down a little bit to the point where I just didn't want to respond back to those emails I was able to come in and talk to 
the vice principal and the person that was in charge of that program at the time, we did talk about it. And I just told him that, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable continuing with this um, program anymore. Just the fact that, and my excuse was family issues. Okay. Just because I just didn't want to do this anymore. And, you know, it, it was just not what I was looking for. And, you know, it sucks that I wasn't able to uh, meet the, the students that I was meeting that first year in school. And, yeah, I just left it like that. And it got to the point where, you know, I started looking for uh, a job working in an after-school program in a public school. And that wasn't paid much either, too. The hours wasn't shit either, too. I think only, like, it was like a part-time job that wasn't paying enough. I was only working for, like, five hours. It, it was during after-school hours, basically. It was an after-school program, okay? And it wasn't it wasn't helping me pay for my bills, basically. Although I was living with my parents at that time, I know that my parents are not going to be there to pay for my bills, okay? That's just how I grew up. If you're fortunate to live with parents that pay for your college bills or all, your, all of your bills and you didn't have to worry about it, great. But for me, having 11 siblings and then my parents not getting paid that much they were in the lower end okay and I wasn't going to uh have them pay for my bills because my parents they're not going to pay for my bills such my dad he wasn't going to help me pay for my bills my mom she would but then I wouldn't ask her because she's struggling herself too so it's like I'm basically on my own so with that I decided not to continue with that after school program just because it wasn't full time, the hours is just too short. It's like it's not helping me pay for my bills. It's not helping me pay my suit loans, and I was struggling. And with that, after what I've been through, that with the uh, summer program with that dumbass uh, director, I don't know. They should just fire her. I don't know. With that uh, experience, along with me talking to the vice principal about them not wanting me to continue with them anymore. It's just, it was just uh, a letdown for me. And it got to a point where I think I, I was depressed. Like, I didn't eat. I didn't eat at all. And for those who have experienced this, you know, when you don't eat at all, you don't have the desire to eat, your stomach starts hurting. Yeah, that was happening to me. Like, my stomach was hurting. I was so depressed. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I was so worried about, okay, okay, how am I supposed to pay for my bills? How am I supposed to pay for my student loans and you hear other stories that if you don't pay your bills on time or whatever your student loans then it's gonna it's, it's gonna get reported to the, the credit or stupid shit like that you know like i i just didn't know what the fuck i was gonna do with that you know and at that time i was you know dating my previous partner at that time and it got to a point where you know i didn't want to tell him about what was going on but you know i did so at that time, he did visit me and I did tell him about it. Uh, the fucked up part was when I told him about what I was going through and that I was struggling financially, he fell asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep and I was like, hello, are you even listening to me? And he just fell asleep. I was like, fuck them. That should have been a red flag right there. At that moment, just me recording now, I should have. 
I should have known that. Yeah, he wasn't a a good person for me to be with just because he wasn't going to be there for me emotionally or during the times when I was struggling. I just let that go, and you know, I I did cry. You know, after explaining what I have gone through, and I uh, told him about it, and and then later on he fell asleep. <laughs> I did cry, but I was like, "Fuck, like I gotta deal with this by myself," you know. And so, um, I had a journal that I used to write in, and I wrote it down, and it was just it was just a journal that I wrote to God basically, and I was just writing to God, "Why, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this?" And it's like what am I supposed to do? You know, like I thought that college, like after life, after college would be a lot different. Like, was I supposed like, I was supposed to make good money. I was supposed to make good, like big money, you know, and get paid a lot. That's what I'm supposed to do. Right. Because I have a degree and it turns out that that wasn't the case. And, you know, although upper bound and post-secondary programs like that, that helps low income students to, get ready for college or get exposed to college was very helpful but they don't really tell you what you will go through after college they just tell you apply for college since you're low income college will give you grants and scholarships and all that crap right but then right after you graduate what do you do like do you Yes, you do find jobs for changing your major, but what if it's a job that you don't like to do? Then what? Did you waste your years of going? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I have so many questions about it, and I was stuck. And even my family members, they, they expected me to, you know, graduate, come out of college, and get a high-paying job. And I told them, that's not how that works. Like, yeah, I have a degree, but... It's really hard to find a job that will pay me well, that will help me to live on my own and pay for my bills. But that's not how it works. And so it got to a point where, yes, like I mentioned, I was depressed. I couldn't eat. I couldn't tell this to anybody. My my stomach was hurting. I was crying a lot. Like, it, it was just, it was just too much. And the fact that my partner at that time didn't really help me to go through it or didn't comfort me it was just like fuck this shit like i'm on my own basically and that was one of the the lowest part of my life because you know you you were told that you know after college you're supposed to like i said get a good job and make something out of yourself and work in your major but how can you work in a major when you don't know enough people to refer you or you don't have enough experience. You're either under or overqualified for the, for the job. And it got to a point where I just decided to, you know, go outside of my major and just find work. And that's what I did. I just found work that was able and willing to help me at least get an income so that I can pay for my bills, pay for my student loans. And that's what I did. And here I am now. And to this day, I'm not working with youth at all. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not shading people who works with youth, but you know, like I said, I've had my own fair share experience working with youth and why I go back and, you, and work with youth. No, I would rather just work and take care of my own kids if I have my own kids because some of these kids nowadays do not listen and I'm not about to play no fucking games. Okay. <laughs> and so although it was a good experience, you know, and I enjoyed it a lot, but 
working with kids is not for me. I would rather just take care of my own kids. And thank God I don't have any kids besides my Arabelle. But other than that, you know, it just wasn't for me. And do I wish I would have gone back to college and major in something different? Sure. Yes, of course. If I had the opportunity to, you know, search uh, the type of jobs that are in demand that I can go to college for, I would have done that. And I don't think Upper Brown program helped me with that. It was more of what is your interest and go from there. But it's not like, yeah, like I love music. I, I love performing. I love art. I love design. But in order to get a good paying job with that, you have to work extra hard to get that. And I wasn't like, I wasn't interested in being a doctor. I wasn't interested in working in the medical field. I did not want to be a lawyer. I don't don't care about laws and shit, even though I should care, but I just didn't, it just wasn't my thing. Finance, didn't care about that either too. So it's kind of like, I don't know, because they had done a better job of exposing us to going towards major that is in demand, like being what, like a, a counselor or being a, a psychiatrist or working as an engineer. It's like, you know, like those type of jobs, you know, but it was just more, I felt like it's just those programs just more towards um, having the amount of students apply to that college. That way, of course, the state would give them grants and all that stuff, or the program itself would get grants with the amount of students who are participating in the program. And again, it might have changed over time, but at that time when I did Upper Brown and did those post-secondary classes and all that stuff to help me prep for college, it did prep me for college, of course, but did it really help me to um, realize and to go to a major that will benefit me career-wise? Not really. If I got a chance to go back and do it all over again, I would. And I would research more on what are those uh, careers or jobs that are in demand that are needed in an everyday basis, basically, instead of being a singer or drawing art or, or stuff like that, you know, and, and I'm not shading those type of jobs. It's just that when you are in service, doing service, such as, let's say, doing nails or cutting hair or let's say you are doing a commission for arts or making music. Those things are very competitive and you have to work extra hard to to get the kind of money that you need. I I do have to say that, you know, at one point, um, of course, I did uh, cosmetology in high school because uh, the high school that I went to, had programs uh, pertaining to if you want to go into business, they have a program for that. If you want to work within the education field as becoming a teacher, they have a program for that. And my school had a program for cosmetology. And I did obtain 500 hours of uh, cosmetology, um, uh, what is it, services and services that I did at that time. And I didn't go to that and it's because I wasn't interested in doing hair. I wanted to do nails, okay? I wanted to do nails and only nail. And at that time, they didn't have programs specifically for nails only. In order for you to work on nails, you had to do the cosmetology program. And that's it. And I didn't want to do that. And 
and you know at that time nails was not popping okay it was more uh french manicure those 90s designs if you know what i'm talking about those those uh stripes and dots and colorful those are really cute during that time but those are those are it it wasn't you know and it wasn't how nails are like now where you have variety of shapes a variety of designs a different artworks art supplies that you can uh, do on nails there was none of that and so I wasn't interested in that and I just took the route of going to a four-year college because I figured that will help me pay my bills and that will grant me a high paying job but I learned the hard way that no that doesn't work for me because I'm just one of those uh, postgraduates where it wasn't in my favor and look at me now you guys I you know was fortunate to obtain my license to be a nail tech of last year even though I'm not taking clients but I do still want to work within the nail field and you guys know I talk about this a lot too where I opened a small business doing nails and I didn't pick that up and I'm working on that, you guys. <laughs> and I do have to say that when you are creating a small business or being a creative person like me, where you do a lot of artworks and all that stuff, right? Or doing services like doing hair, nails, or being a barber, like it, it takes time. It takes time and you're not going to get the kind of money that you want. Like you have to build up your clientele. You, you have to promote yourself, market yourself and do all those things and it has to be a side hustle in order to be a full-time job and that's what I learned and you know yes it sucks that I am not working in the field that I went to school however I don't regret it at all just because without going to college I wouldn't been so open-minded um there's just so many things that you learn in college you learn a lot about other race um other sexuality um it just opens your mind up to a lot of things that's out there. Uh, I do see that if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't have known so much about what goes on outside of the United States or what goes on outside of myself. And so if you want to go to college and experience that, being able to travel to other countries and get educated on certain areas that's not pertaining to the United States that's even great that's one of the good thing about going to college and I dare to say college was a year where I turned up okay <laughs> so if you uh are like me where you've been sheltered from from doing stuff like that because you've been a good girl a good boy and you know your parents didn't want to expose you to the drinking and partying type of life <laughs> college is a good excuse to experience that and you know I enjoy my time in college that's where I met all of my girlfriends right now and we're still friends to this day and <laughs> it, it was a good time good time um lots of good memories and um yeah, that was a good thing about going to college was those parties, basically. <laughs> but aside from that, you know, I don't regret going to college. Now, after going to college, I am 33 years old. I'm turning 34 in this month. As I'm recording this, I'm turning 34 this month in November. And I'm letting you guys know, I'm still trying to figure out my life out, okay? For those who who are almost graduating in college and you're listening to this or those who did graduate and don't know what the fuck they're doing in their life, I'm letting you know, 11 years later, I'm still figuring my shit out, okay? <laughs> like I said, I went through a divorce and now I'm starting all over again. I feel like I just went back 10 years later 
and to now just trying to figure out my life. Uh, I look at it as to where, you know, 10 years later, I probably would have done what I'm doing now. I was able to get my license. Like I said, I was able to get my license to be a note tech. And now I am working on continuing to do my business. And also, I do want yours truly to be a brand of my own where I talk and expose you guys of what it's like to be single and to life after divorce. And now I'm just using myself as a, a brand, basically. And who knows, maybe the more I expose myself and the more I share my experience with you guys, eventually this might pop up and this might be something that will help me turn it to um, a full-time job. I mean, I do want it to be a full-time job, you know, but you guys, I'm still figuring things out. I'm still working on it. And for those who did graduate and don't know what to do, you know, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm going through the same shit and it's hard and it's a struggle. You're going to feel so down on yourself and you're going to have so many questions as did I make the good choice in going to college? Do I regret going to college? Should I go back to school? Should I do something else? You know, and you know, you're not alone in this. I, I don't know about anybody else or any close friends and family who's been, you know, through what I've been through, but just know that I'm still working on it you know um it's never too late to go back to school to get educated to get your license on whatever look at me I like I said I thought that it was going to be pretty bad (laughs) when it comes to taking my state board but I passed with flying colors and that was like one of the happiest moment and um compared to today to 10 years ago they didn't have nail nail classes or nail schools, like schools only for nails, you know. And so, and now they're having lashes for you know for people to get a license. That's even great. I do have to say, when you do those type of service, it's not going to uh, make you do that full time and to pay your bills. It's, it's going to take a while. It's going to take time for you to get there. You like I said, you have to build clientele. You have to market yourself, and if you're not willing to put yourself out there, then you know you're not going to grow. My situation and my experience can be different from anyone else. But if you're like me, where you're independent, you don't live with anybody, but you live by yourself, and you want to do more than what you're doing now, or if you don't like your full time job right now, and you want to do other things, just know that. You know, the, the hobbies that you want to turn into your passion and into a full-time thing is going to take time. And I, I'm still working on that myself. I, I do want to retire from a nine-to-five job just because I've been doing that since I was 15. I've been working all my life since I was 15, never took a break, never got fired, never got laid off. And so um, it'd be nice to just do something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy creating content like creating a podcast episodes i want to do more in contact as to like cooking videos maybe fashion i i do want to focus on my new business as well too because that's something that i enjoy doing and you know it's, it's hard to do that when doing my nail business and doing yours really is i'm not getting paid for that okay um do my nail business you know friends and family they they pay tips you know like i don't expect them to pay me anything just because um it's not like I'm very big, you know, I'm still starting. 
and um you know i don't expect them to pay me anything i would rather give them free nail sets that way they can help me promote you know promote my 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 sets basically or just promote my business you know and uh for a year truly i want that to be like a lifestyle type of brand where any single single or divorced people can um tune in and follow me just so that they know that they're not alone when it comes to life after divorce or being single living single and not being in a relationship and it's just kind of like a um um a diary basically of me just telling you guys what what i'm going through in the current time in the present time you know so yeah that that is just something that i want to turn into uh, a full-time thing but i know in, re- in reality i can't do that because nobody else is paying my bills except for me okay <laughs> so um in the future, maybe I should, you know, this should be, um, this should be something that I should manifest where I want yours truly to be a full-time job for me. And I also want my new business to be a full-time thing as well. And in order to get there, for those who have the same mindset as me or going through the same thing as me, where you want to quit your nine to five and do something that you're passionate about and turn that into a a full-time job, you can do it, but it takes time to get there. And I'm, you know, posting my episodes, creating my episode, editing my episode. I am doing my TikTok videos and doing all these things. I could do more. I have to push myself to do that um, so that I can expose myself to other people to social media i don't know that way people know who i am and that way i am exposing my brand and who who i am as a person and it just takes time you guys it takes time eventually i'll get there but in the meantime in the present time i still gotta clock in and out for my job and now don't get me wrong i i enjoy my job it's just that i would much rather use my 10 hours a day to do yours truly and my nail business and call it a day and that is all that i have for this episode you guys and again i thought i was gonna cry i think in the beginning i did kind of feel really emotional because just thinking just thinking about it you know it was really an emotional time for me i don't really know or know the definition or like know what it is to be depressed but i felt like that was depression for me where you know your mind just blinks out you don't know if you can live another day it got to a point where i did want to end my life okay like trust me um but i didn't i don't know how i pulled myself out of that but i just knew that okay i gotta switch my mind out and i just got to keep living and it's gotta work that was just my mindset I don't really have a good advice for those who are stuck and struggling, but just know that I've been there. You know, I, I thought about, you know, ending my life. I thought about, you know, starving myself until like, I'm like, I don't know, until I started vomiting liquid. I, I don't know, but it was one of the first lowest point in my life where I didn't even know what the fuck I was going to do in my life. Okay. But I pull out of it because that's just who I am. Like, I, I don't like to stick to just one thing and just dwell in it for a long period of time. I just snapped out of it and I just have to think to myself, okay, if this is not going to work for me, what are the other alternatives to this? And of course, like I said, I got a, a different job that was different from my degree. And look at me now, I am working in a place where 
it could be a lot better when it comes to pay but you know what inflation you guys like that's a whole different episode <laughs> but aside from that you just have to snap out of it you are in control of your life and if things doesn't go the way you want it it just wasn't meant to be and you just move on that's it um i know some of you guys might have a hard time moving on like i said i'm not a therapist i'm not a i don't have a doctor's degree i, I just don't but for me as an individual i'm just i just know how to switch it off and and be very optimistic about things that is happening in my life even if things didn't go the way that, that I wanted it, it's okay. Just move on. Do better. That's just my mindset. Um, going back to my divorce, things didn't go the way that I wanted, but I learned from it, learned, learned the lesson, and move on from it. Think of it as wanting to do better for you. And I always preach this. You want to be the best version of yourself. You don't want to be the same person as you were today. For tomorrow, be a better person. And you have to continuously grow as an individual. You don't want to stop growing. You don't want to have the same mindset that you had when you were like, I don't know, in your 20s. And you're like 40s, 50s. Like, no. When you're still alive, use that time to learn a lot of things about yourself, about what surrounds you, what's happening in the world. Things that will benefit you to become the best version of yourself. And that's just my advice right there. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for those who, you know, did go to college and, and didn't work out. And could have been a better outcome, uh, a better experience. But I think we all go through that in order for us to see our higher self of what we can potentially do um, that is not pertaining to what we learned in college. Some of it may benefit some of you guys, but for some who are just like me that it didn't benefit, it's okay. It's okay. At least you experienced college. You went through it. Don't ever have regrets on it. But just know that if you come out of college and you're no longer working in the, the field that you majored in, that field wasn't meant for you. You were meant to be doing other things. Maybe you're meant to be a social media influencer or you're supposed to do um, other things that it's not pertaining to that major. Maybe you're meant to, I don't know, become a doctor <laughs> maybe you're meant to do service towards other people maybe you're meant to influence people in a positive way and you being stuck in 95 job or working in the office that just wasn't for you and you know that's okay we just have to accept it learn from our lesson and move on and i hope that if you are going through that experience to tell that to others who are going through it too as well like I say, I don't regret going to college. Like college was the reason for me to meet my girlfriends right now. And it was uh, an experience for me to uh, open my eyes to other opportunities and open my eyes to accept other cultures. Other things that is out there that's not pertaining to what I am already exposed to, basically. So um, that's that. Again, I'm just rambling on. I'm just like adding a little bit of stuff here and there, but... Just know that I'm here. I've been through it. And look at me. I'm so str I'm still struggling. I'm still trying to figure out my life out too. Okay, you guys. If you are in your 20s and you're going through that, look at me. I'm I'm a lot older than you and I'm going through the same shit. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure there's plenty of people who are older than us that are going through the same thing. But just know that we are here. I'm here for you if you need someone to talk to or just to write to again if you go to my website i have a dear sister letter 
that you can uh, write to me and uh, I will eventually respond to you as well. Just anything that you want to talk to me about, basically. Yeah, that is all that I have for this episode. I, I don't want to keep rambling on, you know, but because I'm like all over the place whenever I do my podcast. So, um, But yeah, that's that's what I have. But again, like I mentioned, uh, I have my website up. Um, you can go to yourstroly.com where everything that you need to know about me, what I'm what I am currently working on and what am I doing? I have my blog post as well, too, if you want to read that. And then again, if you want to send me any letters, you can go to my website under Dear Sister Letters. Just write to me about anything, issues that you have. I'm Like I said, I'm not a therapist and I'm not a licensed doctor or whatever that can help you or whatever. But I know, I think I know enough to, to know and to, to respond to you. So if you think that I'm someone that can help you with whatever issues you have, let your girl know. And if you are the type that likes to write poems, please share that with me. I feel like poems are just a way to... You know, calm yourself and to center your mind a bit. I'm a deep thinker and I, you guys know me. I don't, I'm not surface level. I, I don't sugarcoat shit. Like I go deep, deep into the ocean. Okay. So if you write very deep poems, please share that with me. And you can submit that under uh, my com website under poems. But other than that, always check me out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, on YouTube as well. And um, that is all I have for you guys on this episode. And again, thanks for those who have supported me all this time. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.